4-12-26-23, this is the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup, reading the news so you don't have to, and in no particular order. In a recent incident, a chemical tanker named MV Chem Pluto, who the hell names these things, flying the Liberanian flag and owned by Japan, was struck by an Iranian drone in the Indian Ocean. Didn't realize you had to do a geography test the first news story, did you? This attack marks the seventh such incident against commercial shipping attributed to Iran since 2021, as reported by the Pentagon. The area has seen over 100 missile and drone strikes by Iran-backed rebels in Yemen since the onset of the Gaza conflict. Unfortunately, the drone strike on the MV Chem Pluto did not result in any casualties and the ensuing fire was successfully extinguished. The Indian Navy was also involved in responding to this incident. Well, that's kind of funny. Not that the Indian Navy showed up, but the way that the news story had to add that in there, it just makes it seem as like a, a doctor going into your hospital room after you're fine or leaving and saying, oh, you're good, fantastic, and you leave. And then in the notes it says, hey, the doctor showed up, checked you out, was fine, here's a bill for 600 bucks." You're like, you didn't do a damn thing. Anywho, I digress. A Nicaraguan man previously deported from the U.S. five times has been sentenced to a 19-year prison term for raping a developmentally disabled woman in Ohio. The assailant committed the assault while the woman was en route to her workplace. The crime was witnessed by a bystander who alerted authorities by calling 911. The assailant claimed to have felt possessed by a demon during the attack and was apprehended with the victim's blood on his hands. Following his prison sentence, it's anticipated that he will be deported again I highly doubt that dude is going to last for 19 years after doing that. Just my opinion, though. Rapper G. Depp, born Travel Coleman, has been granted clemency by New York Governor Kathy Hochul? I don't know how you pronounce it. H-O-C-U-L. You give it a shot. After he served 13 years of a 15-year-to-life prison sentence. During his incarceration, Coleman pursued and completed an associate's degree and actively participated in violence prevention and sobriety counseling programs. His application for clemency received support from both the prosecutor and the judge involved in the case. The governor, in her statement, emphasized the importance of the clemency process in acknowledging the efforts of individuals to reform and demonstrate their capacity for redemption. A six-year-old child, Flying alone with Spirit Airlines was erroneously placed on a flight to Orlando instead of the intended destination, which is Fort Myers. Oh my God, Spirit Airlines, you just did a real-life home alone scenario. They admitted to the mistake. Well, there's no way you can't admit to it. It's like you flew the child in the opposite direction of where they had to go. So, of course, you're going to admit to it. Um But they did ensure that the child was under the supervision of a team member throughout the whole ordeal. So now not only the child has to stay on a spirit airline much longer, but now the team member's like, no, I have to be on this flight too. Couldn't we have just flown Delta? And the, the airline did promptly take measures and notify the family and arrange for the child's safe reunion with them. Though I doubt the compensation for lifetime spirit airline tickets was resoundly rejected president joe biden authorized retaliatory strikes against iranian-backed militia groups in northern iraq following a drone attack that injured three u.s servicemen 
Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin explained that the objective of these strikes was to disrupt and diminish the operational capabilities of Iran-aligned groups that have been attacking U.S. personnel. A judge has dismissed Project Veritas's First Amendment claim, paving the way for over 900 documents linked to the alleged theft of President Biden's daughter's diary to potentially be handed over to investigators. Project Veritas's attorneys are contemplating an appeal against this ruling. Meanwhile, the judge has stipulated that these documents should be made available to investigators by January 5th, indicating a significant development in the investigation into the diary's alleged theft. The Texas star mushroom, a rare species known as the Devil's Cigar, again, who names these, and found exclusively on decaying cedar elm stumps, have been observed in Texas for the second time this year. Now, this mushroom is not only rare, but also highly sought after, leading to its designation as the official state mushroom of Texas in 2021. You mean to tell me Texas didn't have one prior to that? <gasps> Audible shock. And now its rarity is underscored by its limited geographical distribution, being found only in Texas, Oklahoma, and Japan, making it one of the world's rarest mushrooms. Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu has outlined three conditions for establishing peace with Gaza, the dismantlement of Hamas, the demilitarization of the Gaza Strip, and the de-radicalization of Palestinian society. The Baltimore Police Department has implemented a mandatory program focused on emotional regulation for its officers, incorporating video and brain science. This initiative, overseen by the anti-violence organization ROCA, is part of an effort to tackle mental health challenges within the police force and enhance interactions with the public. ROCA, known for its work with at-risk youth, aims to foster a mutual understanding of shared trauma between officers and the communities they serve. The program employs cognitive behavioral therapy techniques with the goals of reducing police violence, fostering community trust, and equipping officers with skills to remain composed during high-pressure situations. And back to Israel, the Israeli government has committed to granting Intel $3.2 billion to support the construction of a $25 billion semiconductor manufacturing facility in southern Israel, representing the largest investment by a company in the country's history. The U.S. Court of Appeals overturned the federal conviction of former Representative Jeff Fultonberry, concluding that his trial should not have taken place in Los Angeles. In response to this decision, Fortenberry and his wife expressed their gratitude towards the court and extended thanks to their supporters, signaling a significant shift in the legal proceedings surrounding the former congressman's case. Back in New York, the governor vetoed a bill intended to simplify the process for individuals who have pleaded guilty to contest their convictions. The bill proposed to offer court-appointed legal representation and access to pertinent evidence for those aiming to challenge their guilty pleas. The governor's decision was influenced by concerns about the potential rise in frivolous appeals. Proponents of the bill argued that it was crucial for ensuring that wrongfully convicted individuals receive a fair opportunity to establish their innocence, highlighting the bill's significance in the context of criminal justice reform. On Christmas Day in New York City, pro-Palestinian demonstrators assembled to protest, urging for the suppression of Christmas celebrations as an act of solidarity with those affected by the Israel-Hamas conflict. The protests escalated into confrontations between the protesters and police, leading to clashes and several arrests, as captured in various videos. 
The event in New York City mirrors similar demonstrations occurring globally where participants are calling for a ceasefire and commemorating the lives lost in the ongoing conflict. A federal judge has rejected a request to temporarily halt the legal proceedings challenging Alabama's prohibition of gender-affirming care for minors. This decision comes as similar cases are progressing towards the Supreme Court. The U.S. Department of Justice, which had requested the stay, pointed to the rapidly changing legal environment surrounding this issue as the basis for their appeal. However, the judge did not accept this argument. In response to the law, transgender families are seeking intervention by the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals to prevent its enforcement. A trial regarding this matter is scheduled to take place in April. A study has found that admission to hospitals owned by private equity firms is linked to a 25% increased risk of acquiring hospital-related conditions compared to non-private equity hospitals. This correlation suggests that private equity acquisitions may lead to a decline in the quality of inpatient care, raising serious concerns about health care delivery standards. Specifically, patients in these hospitals experience more falls, central line-associated infections, and a higher-coded disease burden. Notably, the rate of surgical site infections doubles even though these hospitals tend to have fewer central lines and serve a younger patient demographic, indicating a significant impact of private equity ownership on patient care outcomes. What a shocker, a company putting profit over quality somehow reduces the quality of the product. Huh. Regina Lewis has been sentenced to eight and a half years in prison for her involvement in a straw purchase scheme of a handgun, which tragically led to the death of a police officer and the injury of another. Lewis collaborated with Ashante Carruthers and Darian Lafayette in this scheme. Lafayette, being a convicted felon, was legally prohibited from purchasing firearms, and to circumvent this restriction, Carruthers falsely declared on an official form that she was purchasing the gun for herself and subsequently reported it stolen. On Christmas Eve, a family dispute between two teenage brothers in Florida escalated into a gun battle at their home, tragically resulting in the death of their older sister. The argument, reportedly over the gifts their mother was purchasing for them, took a violent turn when firearms were involved. The sister, who was holding her 10-month-old baby at the time, became an unintended victim in this domestic altercation. Of all the things, Florida, that you're known for, correct that. Prosecutors are opposing a delay in the bribery trial of U.S. Senator Bob Menendez, arguing that the current timeline is both reasonable and serves the public interest. In contrast, Menendez's defense team is seeking a postponement, citing the case's complexity and the necessity to examine over 6.7 million documents. Senator Menendez, along with his wife, faces charges of bribery to which they have pleaded not guilty. And finally... U.S. Central Command announced that a Navy ship and fighter jets from a strike group successfully intercepted and neutralized a series of attacks in the Red Sea launched by Houthi rebels operating from Yemen. The USS Laboon, a destroyer, and F-18 Super Hornets from the USS Eisenhower Carrier Strike Group collectively shot down a barrage of 12 drones, three anti-ship ballistic missiles, and two land attack cruise missiles over a 10-hour period starting around 6.30 a.m. local time. This defense action follows a week after the Pentagon's announcement of a new task force in the region aimed at protecting commercial shipping from such attacks. And that has been the news for 12-26-23 for the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup. I hope your Christmas went well, and for those of you celebrating Kwanzaa, which I learned about in the last show, which you could go check out, 
it lasts for seven days, and today's the first day they're doing something. So I now know that, and so have you, because when you listen to the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup, you get smarter.